You're listening to a CanadianMovieCrew.com production. Dick Tracy is the story of a 1930s detective taking on a citywide crime syndicate. Or is it? Look out, boy. Better watch your tail. Your tail just might end up in jail. There's one bad dick. He's on your trail. Welcome back to the Or Is It Movie Podcast, where we try to find the real story behind the story. I'm Sean Taylor. And I'm Mean Mark. And today we're taking a look at 1990s Dick Tracy. Uh, this was a big movie back in the day. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, McDonald's behind it and everything. The one thing I remember is the old uh, Hostess potato chip bags would have uh, stickers from the movie with scenes from the movie. Oh, yeah. Remember yeah. that? Uh, yeah, but vaguely. <laughs> it, it's been a while. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I was working at McDonald's actually when this came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, so that's really, that was my, my big focus right there is the, the cups and the toys and the weird, you know, little action figures and, uh, you know, everything that they, they sold along with that. The watches that came out with it. Oh yeah. Yeah. The watches were part of the toy run and it didn't work. No, no. <laughs> I think they said one or two little voices or something like that. I think so, yeah. Was I, uh, calling Dick Tracy, calling Dick Tracy. Yeah. I think something like that, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> now, granted, I didn't get to go see the movie because uh, the, the small town I was working in at the time was big enough to have a McDonald's but not big enough for a movie theater. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I don't know if I saw this movie... I don't know if I rented it later or if I saw it at the drive-in when it came out. Oh, yeah. But I remember seeing it. I remember liking it back in the day. But watching it again, this is a bad movie. <laughs> it is, but for kind of the weirdest reasons. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I mean, weird. Like, we just it, finished Moonwalker. I thought that was weird, but at least you yeah, can kind this... of explain that one. And it's got uh, like the best soundtrack of almost any movie, you know what I mean? So yeah. at least you're you got that going on. Uh, but this, and I'm, now this is kind of starting um, or trying to capture that that comic book movie. Uh, I'll call it the kind of the tail end of the of the first wave. I, I consider the first wave uh, Superman '77 okay. kind of starting that because you had the four Supermen. Um, and then you had, uh, you know, Batman 89 was the, the, the big, big, big one, right? Well, this is kind of the revival. Yeah. This is sort of the, I would yeah. almost call it the second wave because this Batman was so much more different than, than Superman, than Superman. It was totally well, I different. I can't tone. argue with that there. And then Schumacher killed that. And then it wasn't until the, till the year 2000 with, with X-Men that we get kind of the, the modern era really. Yeah. Yes. And no, I would almost call the Marvel. Starting with Iron Man, the sort of the more Marvel. Uh, well, okay, more so 2000 till till Iron Man really, I guess, would have been that next wave. I guess Wave Three. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, because you had X Men, you had Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. X Men, Spider Man, yeah. Blade. Blade. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're actually we start around nine. That's that's the thing. It kind of, that, that's why I'm. Uh, yeah. So that's around ninety eight then when you start that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, so this is trying to capitalize. Basically, Batman did it was gangbusters. Um, so of course they got all the corporate sponsorship from big companies to do this one because it's another comic book movie. Except not really; it's more of a comic strip movie. Yeah, I don't understand why anyone would want to see a Dick Tracy movie. I don't. 
I don't uh, remember. I don't remember Dick Tracy being big until the movie came out. I don't remember Dick Tracy being a household name until the movie came out. No, and I think that's because we're too young for that. I mean, yeah, if my you look, parents are too young for that. It, well, yeah, but you, you look at the the actors that appear in this. You know, they're they're not exactly spring chicken these days, right? So I, I, guess. I think th- that's more the kind of their comic book comic strip type thing. I mean, it. it it made its debut in October of 1931. So, Oof. so really, you, you have basically uh, almost to a degree um, uh, this kind of thing where even Warren Beatty was probably like, "Well, this my parents gr- raised me on this because they were big fans of it back in the 30s." Yeah, or okay. something like that, right? Like they, it could have, you know, could have been like that. I mean, it it saw some. Uh, like it, it ran through the fifties, even into the seventies. Um, you know, uh, the, yeah, but the it Wikipedia. wasn't big. Like it wasn't Superman big. It was never Batman no. big. No, 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 exactly. And that's why it didn't. You know, like it, it, it had its own nostalgia. But I mean, by then we'd had James Bond, even as far as like, yeah, you want your your super villains or whatever. Like you, you get that. You've got, of course, Superman in thirty eight. Like, um. But like, they're, I, they're, I just I, I just don't remember anyone clamoring for like, hey, when are we going to get a Dick Tracy movie? Uh, and you're right, I, I I can't argue with that. I, I I never heard of it until the movie either. Like my my parents never talked about. It. Oh, I used to read him in the funny papers or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. it was just like like kids liked it because you could say Dick and the and the uh, and your parents couldn't get mad at you. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, even though they said it when they were kids, but you know. <laughs> But it, it's weird. Like, this movie has... Uh, well, you know what? Actually, yeah. Let, why don't you take us through? Oh, I don't have a synopsis, no. Oh, oh you don't? Okay. Well, uh, honestly, the, the synopsis is basically this. Dick Tracy's a cop. Al Pacino's a head villain. He tries to consolidate the villains a la Dark Knight style. Pretty much. Um, which is kind of interesting uh, to think about it. Uh, and then Dick Tracy, uh, you know, foils some crimes, uh, punches some people very hard. Um, <laughs> and and then eventually gets the bad guy. Meanwhile, he adopts a kid. Yeah, and, and you know has a, a will he won't he with his with his his best dame, and kind of almost basically <laughs> cheats on her with Madonna. So uh, yes and no. And then there's also like a, a faceless villain coming in trying to. Um, sort of Just, play both sides. Yeah, yeah. And that ends up being Madonna in the end. Yeah. Um, a lounge singer. But that's kind of it. The rest of it, it, it's a lot of the same thing going over and over again where you, where you have uh, uh, oh, Dick Tracy, Colin Dick Tracy, crime spotted on First Street. He goes over there. Ah, they just got away. Or, okay, back to the kid. Or back to the kid, yeah. And then Colin Dick Tracy, Colin, we, we, we pulled in this guy. Ah, Who's the big boss? No, you're not going to talk? All right, back to the kid. Like, it's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I guess we should say, we could welcome to the show a bunch of people. Uh, Warren oh Beatty, uh, William Forsyth, uh, Madonna, of course, Mandy Patinkin, uh, Al Pacino, Dustin Hoffman, and Kathy Bates. Kathy um, Bates? Yeah, she was in there. Really? Yep. Uh, wel- huh. Welcome back, Cole Meany from Con Air. 
don't yes. know if you caught him. He was one of the... Uh, I did. I, I have my notes. He was a flatfoot. Yeah, <laughs> he was one of the flatfoot police officers. I got old Irish flatfoot. Oh, oh. I got old Irish flatfoot. Oh, the, <laughs> get going in there, Dick Tracy. Get the, get, get the bad guys. Yeah, like uh, like all the rest of the flat feet, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Even Catherine O'Hara, we can welcome back from Home Alone 2. Oh, gosh. Who is she? Uh, she was, I think, one of the people, one of the, not one of the dancers, but in the bar scene. Really? Oh, my gosh. I got to look this up. But, yeah, I mean, this is so weird because it's the only movie I've ever seen where Madonna is subdued. I, I gotta admit, I liked her in this movie. That's because she's not over the top. No, no, exactly. Oh, and we can also welcome a couple of co-stars too. Madonna's tits. Let's uh, uh, not yeah. forget. Yeah, there you go. Let's let's not forget about the, because we get to see them in this movie in this comic strip movie from the thirties. Oh, that's true too. Yeah, we full on see Madonna's tits. What rating I'm, was this? I am not arguing. Or griping, <laughs> but I'm just saying. This is PG. <laughs> uh, did you get Paul Sorvino? Uh, no. Why? Who's he? Uh, a somewhat famous actor. He's been a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff, a lot of mob-related stuff. He's lips manless. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dick Van Dyke is in here too. Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Um, a lot of older stars that I just didn't want James, to get into because we'd be I, here forever. Well, sure, um, James Caan and like this was a huge cast back then. This, like, this is absolutely a huge cast. Yeah, I I was so impressed. Like there was people here I didn't even know were in it, and uh, I I was celebrity spotting. James Caan is in it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke is the mayor. Like it's. I know he's the DA. Or is the D, uh, the DA? I thought he was the mayor. DA Fletcher. Okay. Is his character name? I don't know if it's District Attorney Fletcher or if maybe that's just a like Dave Allen Fletcher. Or something. No, I think it's probably <laughs> District Attorney. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Mandy Patinkin. Yeah, from um, uh, Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah. Um, and funny, funnily enough, like all of these big star names that we've mentioned, um, Glenn Headley is actually the the main movie, like the uh, Tess Trueheart. I've never heard of her. No. But she did have a big uh, a big career, but just not in my scope of view. No, 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 not in my purview, no. And the weird thing, it was like the first thing you'll notice about this movie is it's very colorful. It does, yeah, they're really going for that leap from the comic strip or comic book feel. But, absolutely. But it's but it's not but it's not shaded. It's 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 block Colors. It's yeah. <laughs> like I have a note here. Jesus, even the buildings look like a Crayola box. <laughs> yeah. And like the director said, go to the paint store and buy green, red, blue, yellow, and purple. Okay, what shades? Plain. Because <laughs> it's just solid colors. It's I, absolutely. I'm my my note here says it's a less violent version of Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I feel like I'm in like I, I feel like I'm in like a kid's discovery zone or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, we're walking through Toontown. Yeah, yeah, like it's <laughs> it's insane. It is. It, it, it's. I kind of liked it for it being a cheesy send up of a like a an old '30s character, uh, especially because they're able to do these wide pan shots where they fade out and you see the characters walking into the distance. Or into a, a, another drawing, but then they're able to just kind of pan over the comic book page. 
this map painting and then get us from one locale to the other. Oh yeah. Zero in on the next thing. I, I haven't really seen that done too much or if, if at all. And I kind of liked it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not suitable for every single movie, but for this, it kind of works. It kind of works, but it also kind of dates it too. Cause it looks nice. Oh, oh, it absolutely dates it. I'm just saying for this period, for the nineties doing the thirties, it works. You know yeah, I mean? like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like a, like it wouldn't be good for 2017 doing the thirties or whatever, but it's for the nineties doing the thirties. Sure. It works. And, probably a bit easier on the budget they just hire some animators and away they go um what what got me was uh, uh with the aesthetic was the uh, the apparent acceptable levels of inappropriate violence um uh, like when one mobster chucks a cat to show he's a villain uh you have a kid getting slapped around you've got women getting slapped around yeah well it was the 30s but it's the '90s doing the '30s. You'd yeah, think but that it's they the '30s. <laughs> no, I, I know, I know, but I think maybe. And this is our, that's the thing. In the '90s, they would have they left that in because it was period authentic, whereas today they wouldn't have done it. Oh, I think you could have done. It. I think you'd do it today. But if you did it today, it wouldn't be a comedy. It would be a, uh, a drama, a drama, yeah. a very serious drama. You know, Jessica and Chastain and most likely on the Women's Network, probably still Warren Beatty. Yeah, Warren Beatty. <laughs> Beatty. Um, Beatty. He fucking spells it Beatty. I'm sorry. He does. Yeah. Um, um, I have a note here: writing in bullets while waving the gun back and forth. I'm like, what is he like? The inventor of the laser printer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and I love the way he just waves it back and forth. Yeah, and he's li- somehow... like, they they show him waving the gun right and left, right and left, and then it spells out words on the thing. And I'm like, really? Come on, <laughs> Tommy gun made by Hewlett Packard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I uh, well. I want a Tommy gun, and I think I should uh, get one because apparently all it takes to be a villain in this world is an ugly mug. Oh my god! I mean, so easily identifiable. What? If if they got an ugly face, they're bad. If they're good looking, they're good. Why? 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 You have you have, okay? You have Al Pacino and Dustin Hoffman, um, and all these great actors who are great actors and and, and and who have great facial expressions and that you put tons of makeup on them <laughs> and put them oh, in, every... put them in in these what basically turn out to be masks yeah oh yeah just to hide their faces i guess i understand probably it's to make them look like their their comic book counterparts yeah and i guess I in, think ni- that... in 1990 we weren't at that point yet where we could just you know say well that's close enough yeah or or they weren't looking to do some sort of quote unquote modern take on it where they would have had the names and then maybe like a little tick, a little facial tick, a little, you know, like lips would have had, maybe his lips were a little bit bigger, but that's it. And then it's just Paul Sorvino yeah. or, you know, uh, you just have regular looking Al Pacino and he's hunched over. He's got a little hunchback. They put a little thing on his back. That's it. Yeah. Um, they would have left Dustin Hoffman be Dustin Hoffman, but he just mumbles like that. Like they, they didn't, this one, they wanted it to look like it jumped off the page. You can tell that it's so obvious. Like, like that, why? Especially with Mumbles, Dustin Hoffman's character, he all he does is mumble. Yeah, you don't need giant, you know, forehead things for him, or, or these giant lips and this big puffy face to so that the guy mumbles. He can just mumble. He's Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, 
He did the voice all by himself. Like, it, he didn't need prosthetic assistance no. to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, why would you do that? And, and that's the thing. They, they had all these, like, that was their theme for this, for the Dick Tracy villains. Flat top and square head and, you know, mumbles. And I have stooge, shoulders, the rodent, the brow, little face, baritone, 88 keys. Like all these, it's very, very themed, you know, lips, manless, uh, you know, um, Steve the Tramp. Steve <laughs> the Tramp, yeah, so. Yeah, Mrs. Green, that was Kathy Bates, Mrs. Green. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, Ribs, some guy named Ribs, like they very, very much kind of of the time names, but then they when they went to draw them, so that way you could see who was who on the comic book page, you know, Flat Top, William Forsythe. You get William Forsythe, and then you put him in this weird, like, fat head, curly haired, flat top costume. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it, it does. It, I mean, it serves the purpose. It looked comic booky as fuck. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I never read the comic, but I assume they look exactly like their counterparts. Because if they don't, they wasted a whole lot of money. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, I think they did at least for the most part. Um, but I love yeah, the scene. But... I love the scene right at the beginning where Dick Tracy gets called on his watch, um, and he gets called to the crime scene, and he's at the opera. Oh yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> obviously, not a big deal to interrupt an opera uh, with a talking <laughs> watch. He just okay. He says, "All right, I'll be right back." And he gets up and he leaves. And he shows up and he goes, "Huh, big boy." And then leaves and goes back to the opera. <laughs> he gets back. He finishes his job in time to go back to the opera. Like he could have just, you know, just I, I went to get popcorn, you know, because he was probably gone for that amount of time. Well, that's the thing. There's nothing about him being a secret agent in this. In fact, and everybody knows his name. And and hell, you know what? The, I mean, this uh, this podcast brought to you by Outloud Watches. Now your <laughs> business is everybody's business. Okay, <laughs> and sticking with that, do you remember the scene where the guy, one of the uh, cops is calling in to the precinct to, uh, it's early on, but he's calling in, he's trying to be, because he's been spying on the bad guys, Yeah. Uh, and he's talking into the old 30s phone, if you don't remember the old 30s phone, you can look it up, you have to hold a piece to your ear, and you have to talk into the thing, and he's like whispering, he's like, okay, yeah, we're down here, you gotta get some cops down here, and then you, but then you can hear the other guy on the other end, He's like, really? What's going on down there? And I'm like, why are you whispering if that's going to happen? That's not going to save you. And what, what use is there having a watch that, thing, that can do that, too? Especially if, if you're the one doing the snooping around. It's like, hey, Charlie, come on in. And Char- you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, like you're, you're hiding behind a barrel of something, and all of a sudden the bad guys can just hear everything that's going on. Hey, Dick Tracy, when you're sneaking around there, uh, do you want me to pick up a sandwich? You know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, are you right behind the, the orange can or the green can? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, the blue can. I see. I see. You're behind the blue can. You're behind the blue can. Gotcha. Repeat, blue can. Yeah, we're going to come in with Tommy Guns a-blazing from the front door, and we'll make sure to try not to shoot the blue can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just so you know, we don't have the back door surrounded, so keep them from yeah. going at the back door. <laughs> yeah. Behind the blue can. You know? <laughs> Behind the blue can, yeah. <laughs> now, did you get that this take place in, like, Chicago? Old uh, land, old, sure. Old gangland Chicago kind of feel. I, I mean, don't think it matters, but sure. 
Granted, I think it was Chicago after some sort of, I don't know, epidemic outbreak because every time they're walking through the streets, no one's there. No one's there. <laughs> Maybe it's they after the Transformers the, destroy the city. It must be because they live in the, the least busiest town of Chicago. I've, ever, <laughs> I've been to Chicago once, but there was people all the Fucking time. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, all the time. Day and night. It's friggin' Chicago. And I love the store names in the city, too. Books. Theater. <laughs> shoe repair. Groceries. Diner. Diner. No branding whatsoever. I kind of want to live in this part of uh, whatever town this may be because, uh, A, it's easy to find stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no confusion. Well, Google wouldn't be Google. It would just be web search. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I'd call up web search and, and uh, find a location for a diner. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There'd be one dot that appears on the screen and then it gives <laughs> me the directions, you know? <laughs> No. And, of course, I would know who works at Diner because there's only, like, I don't know, 30 people in this city. <laughs> Half of them are crooks. The, the other third, well, maybe, well, if you divide it up in quarters, there's a quarter cops, a quarter villains, and the other half are uh, victims and, and store owners. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, victims and store owners. Yeah. <laughs> who are also victims. Who so. are also victims, yeah. I have a note in here, actually. It just says, there's so much happening so fast, yet nothing happening. <laughs> there's nothing happening. Nothing's just, going on for the first little while in this movie. Yeah, just Dick getting called to different places and going, huh. Perfect example of that. Yeah, when he brings in Mumbles. Or no, he brings in Flattop and the guy that always repeats himself. Yeah. Um, for questioning. Um, at the very beginning, Dick, uh, Dick Tracy is facing the camera, and he's dunking a spoon into a can of chili. And then they yeah. come in. He puts the spoon in the chili. They talk for a couple of seconds, and then everyone leaves the room. But the chili is still there. Why was he dunking the spoon in the can of chili? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that the movie law? If you introduce a can of chili, you have to eat it in the second act? Is that what you know what I mean? Like, or throw it, at least. Yeah, or throw it, or do something with it. Yeah, where was the scene where he throws the chili over Flat Top's head and says, uh, now you listen here, see? You're going to tell me where Big Boy is, and you're going to tell me now. That's my every person in this movie. Oh, I know. And, and, and I have a cold, <laughs> so... I cannot... I, I, I can do the accent, but I can't do it for an hour and 45 minutes. Just everybody no, I, I, doing that voice. Like, ah, see, you're going to come over here. You're going to be the coppers. Actually, it's kind of funny that everybody but Warren Beatty. Pretty much. <laughs> and he's one of the producers. He's like, uh, I'm sure when he made the elevator pitch, he's like, don't worry. I won't be doing the voice. Everybody else will. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I got to say, Al Pacino in this, he's having fun. Oh, God. This is... Al Pacino at his Pacinoist. Yeah, absolutely. This summer, Al Pacino in the Pacinoist. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he he's having fun. Madonna, not so much, especially with. Uh, she does look a little put upon. Well, that's least. what I mean. She's like she, like if you think about all the movies that she's in, she's in like Truth or Dare, and she's very sexual in that one. A League of Her Own, she's the you know she's the slut. Yeah. You know type uh, thing. Even there's a, the James Bond movie where she's very seductive in that. Yeah, too. exactly. In this one, her job is just to stand there. 
Well, they played to her strengths. I mean, Madonna, queen of pop back in the in the eighties and nineties. Uh, so yeah, let's. I I gotta say, perfect casting for Madonna. I I'm I'm. She looks like a femme fatale. She can act like a femme fatale. She can sing like like you know, like it's not. It's better than than getting an actress, and then overdubbing the singing, especially with the number of songs she has to do in this. I think it's never stopped Hollywood before. No, but I think it's just a. It was a perfect time for because they got her. She was in the you know it, at the height of her powers, as they say. Oh, I guess. Well, music, musically, physically, she was taking acting lessons. I'm guessing. <laughs> so I, I think it was actually really, especially for this one. She's she looks she's a cartoon singer. I guess, but I don't know. It's just it's just so weird to see Madonna there because it's. Yeah, well, I I know she was a huge star in the '80s, obviously, and she yeah, was you yeah. know the material girl and you know very sexy and like a virgin and all that kind of stuff. But wow, just it 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 it's like they poured seductive into like a big vat, and instead of like poking a hole in the bottom and putting a spigot in, they just turned the vat over <laughs> and let it all spill out at one time. It's like okay. I know you're fucking Warren Beatty at this time, but Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, let's let's tone it the fuck down. And, and she just falls in love with Dick Tracy for no reason. Well, that that's the yeah, that's the the weird gimme of this movie is that she just lays eyes on him. He's so damn handsome that that she can't help herself. But yet at the same time, she's trying to be the the uh, uh, the come get me. The you know what I mean? Like play. I don't even play hard to get. Uh, kind of play hard to get. I don't uh, think it's no. hard to get. I think it's no, easy to get. Uh, sorry, sorry. She's trying to pl- uh, uh, play the over, the overly sexualized, like, come and get it, I guess, is what I'm looking for. Yeah, I was going to say, like, she's... She's chasing. Yeah. And, but basically, uh, no, she has, the, but she has this attitude. It's like, well, I shouldn't have to chase you that hard because I'm Madonna. So yeah. you obviously... And you're a man, ergo, you want all this. Yeah, she's playing just about as hard to get as a lonely housewife in a porno when the pizza guy shows up. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like except the except the pizza guy knows what he's got there, and <laughs> he's like, uh, "You don't have to ask me twice, honey." <laughs> yeah, you know? he's like, "Well, fuck this pizza." All right. Yeah. Whereas Beatty in this one, where Dick Tracy is is basically like, "Well, no, I shouldn't. I got I got my gal back home." Okay, just one kiss, because well, the hell, you're Madonna, so <laughs> yeah. And I yeah, and I and I'm directing this movie, so fuck it. Well, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> um, honey, honey, it's 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 it. It's for the movie. I I gotta do it. Yeah, same with like you showing the your tits. It's it's for the movie. It's you yeah. know it'll just be me, the cameraman, director, key grip, catering guys. Like it's really <laughs> yeah. a close craft services, yeah. Craft service yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sound well, guys. <laughs> plus I really don't think by this time Madonna was all that shy about being nude. You know what I mean? No, no, but this is this is the most amount of nudity we've seen in a comic book movie. That's True, very true. So it was kind of surprising to see. Again, I only watched this this past week. I've never seen this before. Really? Ever. Really? I'm surprised. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know, me too. It's just one of those things that, like, it, I got inundated with Dick Tracy stuff, had no form of reference for it, you know, um, in terms of, like, never heard of it before, never heard it talked about after. So it, it was just one of those things that, oh, yeah, I remember that, I, I sold toys and Happy Meals. Right. Which is kind of weird because I sold toys and Happy Meals for a movie with Madonna's tits in it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I said, man, PG. 
I I mean they pulled out of uh, uh, McDonald's pulled out of uh, what was it uh, Batman Batman Returns uh, Returns because of how sexualized uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was as Catwoman and yeah. you know, some of the, and the levels of violence and stuff. I'm like, is it because of Dick Tracy? They're like, ah shit, we we couldn't back out <laughs> couldn't back out in time for the Dick Tracy deal. So let's get all right, all right, get, let's get out, let's get out of the <laughs> yeah yeah maybe like we're. I, I want to know, like, were parents taking their kids to the theater? In I the don't 90s? remember a huge backlash over this movie about that, though. Yeah, which makes me think that this was like adults who grew up on it would have been the ones to go to the theaters, maybe. But it was marketed to kids, and that's the thing. That's what I mean. Yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm selling Happy Meal toys on the one hand. On the other hand, but done is tits. <laughs> <laughs> and and I mean, kids getting slapped around, and you know, like all this stuff that that. that <laughs> Open pie face and slaps too. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the police station has a dog statue with its that holds water, and the faucet is its dick. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell's going on? This movie? What's going on, Dick Tracy? Warren Beatty? He he goes back to it like again. <laughs> this, this dog. Dick Fawcett in the Dick Tracy. I guess Dick, 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 Dick. <laughs> dick Tracy's kind of a dick. The dog's got its dick for a faucet. He, the kid's a dick. Should, the kid's a dick. Madonna's uh, going for the dick. Yeah. Madonna's. Madonna's. Yeah, playing up for that dick. Yeah. Al Pacino's <laughs> nose and chin looks like dicks. Yeah. Like dicks. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Why did he uh, have to have such a big chin? I, I mean, okay, maybe it's for the comics, but Jesus Christ! Oh my God! Yeah, it's got to be for the comics because. That's like a you know I haven't seen a di- a chin like that that uh, so pronounced since uh, basically Peter Griffin's ball chins you know yeah or Sergeant Slaughter you know what I mean like Jesus like yeah I, yeah I want to the see... ball chinians from Men in Black yeah exactly I, I want to <laughs> see the um, I want to see the outtakes where Al Pacino's just going crazy and then the chin and nose fly off in two different directions <laughs> that's what I want to see because you know that had to happen. Oh, absolutely. Probably a couple of times. Yeah, because you can see it in the movie. A couple of times in the movie, you can tell it's a later take because the nose is starting to wobble and the chin is starting to wobble. <laughs> you know they fly off eventually. I want to see that. Absolutely. I want. I also want to see where Mumble's face starts really melting. Like, not just sweating, <laughs> yeah. but just under the... Under that they got heat lamp, yeah. Right in front of the heat lamp there. Yeah, absolutely. You, and again, you have friggin' Dick Tracy drinking that dick water out of the friggin' dog dick faucet. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and I even have my next note is what is the deal with the kid's storyline? Don't you have a murder to solve, Dick? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to keep the kid out of the orphanage, but we- not really. But he keeps telling him, he keeps threatening him with the orphanage. Like he's kind of this weird thing where he kind of holds it over him. It's like oh, I don't want to, have to do it. I don't want to put you in the orphanage. Yeah. All right, here's some more pie. And then when he starts <laughs> acting up, it's like oh, I don't want to, have to do it. I don't want to, have to put you in the orphanage. And why is the kid always eating? There's a whole montage about the kid eating. That's that whole starving orphan bit. Okay, but it never comes I, back. Well, it only comes back when he does end up eventually in the orphanage, and he's eating gruel, right? It's the little orphan Annie. It's, well, he's never uh, in the orphanage. I don't remember him in the orphanage. Sure he is. He's absolutely in the orphanage because all he has to do with the orphanage, which I have in my notes later, is sit at a table and eat gruel, and then sit at a table and do nothing. And then they check him out of the orphanage for some reason because he now can help solve the crimes. I don't remember that at all. 
it's not for very long, but they actually they do ship them off to the orphanage, and then they just go and get them from there. After two scenes, maybe you saw just... maybe you saw the extended version, and I didn't see it. But if the, well, I can see why if it's an extended version, why that wasn't in the theatrical because it's it, it goes nowhere. Yeah, they check them in, they check them out, like that's it. Okay. Yep. I got a question for you. Why is it that uh, when the phrase "I am the law" is uttered in a movie, they give it to Al Pacino or Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> I am the law. Because only they have the gusto. <laughs> Why, <laughs> Jesus? What's what is it about that line? I I don't I I don't know. You have to really go for it. I, I can't see Warren Beatty here being like, "Hey, I'm the law." I am the law. Just I'm as, the law. See, man. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and okay, when he's tied up in the bottom of the basement there, and they're going to kill Dick Tracy. Um, the way he stands up, could he just not have stood up and ran with the ropes? tangled around him and then get untangled outside of the building? I think he could have, yeah. I don't think he was tied to the chair. No, exactly. Yeah, he could have stood up and then, yeah, and then he just puts his back to the door, open the door. Yeah. Because they don't look like they locked that shit. No. And then leave. Or he could have he could have swung the chair. He could have opened up the glass window by himself. Yeah. Get on the chair, crawl out. Yeah, then the kid would have been in danger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I did have a note about that. I said, good, good job on the thugs to follow Dick all day, only to ambush him at home. <laughs> yeah. They do their darndest to follow him all day, remain unseen, and then just go to his house. Yeah. Why don't you just wait the, there? And they just wait there. And then they, and then they punch him. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Let's talk about these flailing arm punches. Like, oh, my oh. God. Even the worst wrestlers in the world have better working punches than these guys. Oh yeah, where yeah, their absolutely. arm comes all the way back, and it's just it's just, it's just like a pendulum effect. They just bring it around in a full oval. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's uh, just shy of three hundred and sixty degrees. You yeah, know what I mean? <laughs> like they do a good three forty. You know. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and like, the power. <laughs> oh yeah, when he punches out eight guys at once. Yeah. Uh, let Let's put that on the back burner for my resist. Okay. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Madonna's such a dick hound. We talked about that. Um, Do you like the, uh, I, I wrote, uh, so glad we have a montage of action scenes rather than actual action scenes. More time for long shots of Madonna standing with her mouth open. <laughs> or kid eating pie. Or kid eating pie. Like the, <laughs> We have, all, we have a, like, a huge montage of, of him going through and arresting all of these criminals. I'm like, this would be interesting to see. Yeah. Why is this a montage? <laughs> Yeah, so especially the shootouts, fisticuffs, because that's what it is. It's old school fisticuffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. N- nary a kick to be found in this movie. <laughs> oh, this is a put up your dukes, sir. Absolutely. Pugilist <laughs> all the way around. <laughs> yeah. Old, old-timey old boxing at its, bat, at its worst, actually. <laughs> yeah. You ever seen those paintings of the two guys holding up their fists, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's what this is. In fact, we don't even get that. They just kind of stand there and let themselves be punched. They do. There's, there's no even attempt to block the punch. Yeah, yeah. It's like we're watching the training scenes for this movie rather than the actual filming of it. All right, here, here's how you box. See, it's all offense, no defense. You, <laughs> yeah. you want to plant your feet nice and solid, don't move your hips at all, just swing wildly. That's boxing for you. All right, now get out there, kid, and knock him dead. You know? <laughs> No, no, put your arms down. What do you want to do? You're going to get they're going to get in the way of the punches. Make it sound good cuz it's being broadcast on the radio. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, make you a Dick- star, kid, see? <laughs> Big star. Big star. Uh, I love when, when Dick Tracy goes to the warehouse. Uh, he goes alone, of course. Oh, the Southside Warehouse? That's right. The yeah. one the and only. Southside Warehouse. It just says Southside Warehouse. As yeah, if there's they- four warehouses and they're all on different ends of the city. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this one has the cement and the barrels. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> with oh, the it would trap go, door. Yeah. It would go well it goes great with the uh, books and diner and all the other naming <laughs> yeah, conventions. So shoe repair, yeah. Shoe repair, exactly. So, oh, um now we we get to the part where the 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 faceless man right uh, is starting to be seen. I'm so glad you're bringing him up. Go ahead. I think it's funny that you know in this world they have trouble believing that a man has no face. Every second person has a fucked up face. Thank you. That's exactly my every, point. Every other person you meet, one good, good looking, one bad, ugly. <laughs> yeah. So to have someone with, with no face, it's like, that's what gets you? <laughs> yeah. That's what I have here. The cops don't buy that there's a man with no face, but tiny face, prune face, and mumbles they get. Yeah, yeah. Flat top uh, lips, uh, yeah. you know. What I mean, like, and 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 that's the thing. Even the goons, if you notice, like lips Mahoney, there. Lip, uh, forget what his last name. Lips had um, goons go and bring uh, and get somebody. Right, there was that first mobster that they killed. Yeah. So you have ugly faced dudes in cop uniforms. It's like, no, <laughs> those are go- Those are evil goons. They have to be. They're not good looking. <laughs> they doubled up. Yeah, yeah like, apparently you have to be as good-looking as Dick Van Dyke or better. <laughs> Which isn't He's, saying much. I, I, it's not the highest bar. <laughs> but at least he doesn't have a fucked-up face like the like, like all the rest of these ugly mugs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so do they find no face handsome, and therefore they're confused when... Han- because Like, that would be, I think, in this world, even more confusing. Well... He, He's he's good looking. I don't see why he's turned to crime. You know, <laughs> 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 Mr. Tommy, totally totally by surprise. Yeah, <laughs> and I love the reporters too in this movie. They got the old time reporter voice too. Ah, Dick oh. Tracy's in big trouble again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dick Tracy wanted on murder charges. He's he's handsome, so we don't know why he did it. You know, <laughs> police are puzzled because a handsome man murdered a guy. You know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. I do. I, I got to admit, though, I, I did kind of like the frame up for the comic book movie. It was kind of neat the way they kind of went about it. Like they they lure Tracy so they could drug him, knock him out. They shoot the guy. Obviously, forensics are are next to nothing in the thirties. So you, well, there was a gun found on the scene and bullet holes in the dead guy. So he did it. You know, like yeah. that's that's about it. It's kind of a weird game of forensic tag. Like you just don't want to be the the last guy holding the gun because then you're it. Yeah. Because that's because that's pretty much all it is. He wakes up, he's holding the gun. That there's a dead guy next to him. Well, I guess he. I guess I. I guess I did. Like Dick Tracy almost wakes up. Well, I must have murdered a guy. I'm it. <laughs> all the forensic evidence and scientific <laughs> evidence points to me. That's uh, right. All, yeah, yeah, all the science. So I'm, I'm here. I'm holding the gun. I'm it. <laughs> it's the 1930s. Caught red-handed is pretty much open and shut here. Like this is... <laughs> yeah, Your Honor, he was caught red-handed holding this pistol. 
Do you think Boom, maybe this was close. this was like the first frame up ever? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, no, because you would have had ye old frame up where the guy wakes up and he's holding a sword, and that's about it. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and then the king executes the guy. Like that's pretty much it. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, so I mean, but that they like all the links they go to. You know, passing the note. Uh, like they find out about his personal life and the. They 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 kidnap the girl, so it looks like she's run away on him. Because apparently, if you're a woman in this in this time period, if you leave your man, you're not on a girls' night out or vacation. <laughs> yeah. or gone home to no, see your you mother. No, you just fucked off. You just that means there is big trouble in paradise. So <laughs> yeah. then, so you just sit you sit there, stare by the phone, and wait for her to call, come crawling back. Because that's yeah. all he does. He doesn't. He, he kind of like, have you seen Tess? Have you seen Tess? Well, that's about it. I guess I'll just sit by the phone and wait for it to call because there's actually scenes. So forget the action scenes about us getting, you know, getting the bad guys arrested. No, no, we're gonna watch him uh, in a montage sit by a phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And look at a, a faceless man. Look at the phone. Faceless man, phone. Like that's <laughs> that's a good five minutes of this movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Until he finally gets the note passed and says, "Can you meet me at the greenhouse?" Yeah, I, I do like the frame up. Like you said, it is it is it is well done. Um, I I will call it the fact that the guy's upstairs and he's going, "Hey, don't shoot me, Dick Tracy." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put yeah. down that thirty-eight caliber pistol that you're pointing directly at me. Shots. The, ah. one, you pulled, the one you pulled out of your yellow trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Officer number two seven four zero seven. Yeah, yeah. One twenty three, the street. Yeah. <laughs> One twenty two street lane. Yeah. In in the red district. <laughs> yeah. West. Yeah. West. Yeah. 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 West side. <laughs> Home phone number three. <laughs> nice watch, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Wow, does that watch talk? Wow. <laughs> and then well, uh so I have a couple of other notes about all flatfoot cop uh, cops are Irish apparently. Yeah, of course. Like if you if you're not officer level, then you're Irish. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's weird because none of it, like even the chief of police is just like I don't know, Warren Beatty's cousin or something like that. Yeah. It's it's so weird. It's like, uh, all right, uh, time to send out the patrol. Oh yes, sir! Right away, sir! We're gonna. And that's the sound they make leaving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why Colmini got hired. Yeah, exactly. You there? You Irish? Oh yes, sir. You're hired. I like it when these when he falls through the ceiling when he goes finds out where Tess is and he goes on top of the building at Big Boy's place. Yeah. And he breaks through the window. And then he's looking around for a way to get out. And I'm like, hey, how about that giant hole you just made in the window? Oh, that was in the roof, right? In the, the roof, sun, yeah. The, the sun and I'm room, like, yeah. why not just go through there? Yeah, I, I have a note. He spends way too long trapped in that room. Like, But then but then he, makes, he gets out of it by making a fucking teeter-totter, like a seesaw. Oh, my God. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> it makes the other guy jump in, who I assume now is trapped. It's got a, yeah. So the room has a safe door. It's not, but it's not holding anything. No, except this dame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He tells his buddy to jump in so he can spring through a twenty foot hole 
Yeah. He leaves his buddy for dead. Yeah. Like, there's nothing in the denouement that says that uh, Officer, I don't know, oh, so flattery. so yeah. uh, Officer Not Irishman was rescued, <laughs> you know. I was rescued uh, half an hour later uh, in a panic, uh, you know, because he was trapped in a 20-foot room. <laughs> we rescued uh, him using a new whirlybird we called a helicopter we got from New York. Yeah, and rope. And a rope, yeah. We, uh, uh, thanks to the people at the rope store for helping out with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's for not donating. even Bill's ropes. It's just no, no, rope. The, the rope, yeah, yeah. It's just rope. <laughs> Shoes, rope, pants. <laughs> but no, Dick like, Tracy would like to extend his his thanks to Rope, <laughs> one hundred seven Street Avenue, yeah, White District, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, White District, yeah, East Side. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, basically, he he kind of assesses the situation and realizes you suck as a cop. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I don't know if you suck as a cop. Just I'm better than you. Well, yeah, yeah. In comparison to me. You suck. Yeah. So all you're all you're good for is dead weight. Jump down here. Yeah. And what if he didn't land on his little teeter totter? Thank you. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, great. Now we're both stuck. <laughs> but then we get that whole the, we get that whole weight joke. It's like, how much do you weigh? One eighty. One eight. One ninety five. All right, two ten. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you're not women. What do you care? <laughs> yeah. A weirdo. Like that that that's a woman's joke, you know. Um, towards the end, because uh, I just at one point towards the end, like I, I there was just so much kind of happening and not happening. One of my other favorite things was every time there was a police bust, the show must go on. Oh yeah, you know that Madonna doesn't break doesn't break a bar. She's no. just she keeps going. The dancers keep dancing. I'm assuming they might have run if there was a shootout, but there never was in the in the club. No, no. But had there been, I'm sure they that some of those girls would have gone down. Like they would have just been like, you know, like high step, shot in the leg. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> gets up, tries to keep on dancing. She's bleeding all over the place. To be fair, to be fair, I don't think any of the dancers would have been shot because these fucking mobsters are worse fucking aimers than. Uh, stormtroopers. Oh yeah, yeah. These, These guys are... can't hit anything. They're, they're, they surround Dick Tracy, and he's just—he's standing right there. Yeah. And his big yellow fucking jump suit, and, and nobody's—he's not even winging him. You know what I mean? Like he's not even close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there isn't even like the bullet through the hat gag, or no. There's not even like a like a Han Solo just missed my head type thing. No, there's none of that. No, no, exactly. Uh, he, <laughs> but I, I, like uh, and this whole time, every time they see each other, as you mentioned, uh, friggin' Madonna and 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 Dick there making googly eyes. Oh, sorry, breathless Mahoney. Yeah, yeah, like she's a Bond villainess. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Is is making goo goo eyes at each other? I I was actually expecting them at the end. Like I was I was expecting Tess when she finally gets free of her bonds to run to Dick. Um. And then just walk in on them kissing again and just be like, oh, for crying out loud. Like, <laughs> what? Again? <laughs> Fool me once, Dick Tracy. Shame on you. Fool me twice. 
Shame on you again, because it's the 30s, and I'm a woman, and I need a man, so... <laughs> I can't do anything about it, because we don't no, have equal fool, rights. Fool me eight more times, and I'm telling my mother, you know? <laughs> Which she does! Yeah. She goes crying home to her ma. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need a man, and apparently there's only one single guy in town, and he happens to be the chief, like the, the lead detective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so hard to find a man because no one else exists in this town. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I, I honestly thought I was gonna get, grow up and marry a, a shop owner because that's all there is in this town. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I went down to the shoe repair store and there was no one there. No one there. Yeah, all the shoes have been fixed. <laughs> 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 all thirty-eight pair of them. Just, you know? <laughs> just, just, just Chet walks into town, sets up a shoe repair store, fixes all the shoes, and then leaves. Yeah, I'll be back in three years. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna go across the street and open up a rope store. <laughs> this is a, the weirdest town I've ever seen. This makes Joel Schumacher's Gotham look normal. It does. It does. It really, really does. <laughs> Even it's with its weird, rather phallic. Uh, uh, statues, uh, statues and, and neon yeah. and everything else yeah <laughs> yeah 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 get, yeah you know what give me the neon gang at least they just wore masks like <laughs> yeah this dick tracy town could have used more black light uh... <laughs> and to be uh, to your point earlier it's so colorful i was kind of surprised this was the 90s i was kind of surprised we didn't get like more neat like to try and quote unquote update it to the 90s yeah well i was surprised just... we didn't get that uh, that 90s mosaic colorful mosaic thing yeah, how all the colors would be like that, and ugh, ugh, yeah, that god awful thing. That was like it was the '80s hangover, man. Like hangovers can oh, be. Oh no, very that painful. was '90s. That was '90s. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, all we get then at the end is um, we get the almost the, the the tying test to the train tracks type thing. Yeah, but it's to this it's to this clock tower, um. Oh yes, oh yeah. the, the bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bridge gears. Yeah, yeah. Which and just seem to go and stop randomly. Yeah, well, bridge goes up, bridge goes down. So, well, it, but the gears just to stop randomly so that she's not crushed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then he gets the Joker's ending. Yeah, he falls. Yeah, he, yeah. Ah, you know, and into the darkness, and that's it. Like that, we just saw this a year ago. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and done better. <laughs> and, so, and we don't see him land. And where the hell does this pit go? Why is there a giant pit at the bottom of your mechanical... Well, I, assume, I assume it would fall into the lake or to the whatever body of water it was. This was on the... Uh, we were on the land side. Then I don't know. We weren't in the middle of the bridge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, then I don't know. I have no idea. Like, did... Were they meaning to put some more concrete down there to fortify it, and then they ran out because the concrete factory shut down? Because <laughs> it got we stolen it and taken to the south side warehouse? Well, well we saw it. The, the mob took over the south side warehouse, so no more cement. That's it. That's true. They didn't <laughs> They're pay. using it all. They didn't pay the premiums. They were, yeah, they were using it. Uh, yeah, they didn't pay the VIG. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they, the mob took it over, and they were using it for their cement boots or their cement coffins. So. Yeah. <laughs> No, cement baths, remember they called it? Cement, oh, You're the dirty, bath. you need a bath. The bath, that's right, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I have a note here that Al Pacino looks like a cross between a squirrel and Gomez Adams. <laughs> that should give you any kind of indication. Yes, thank you. That's what I was thinking of <laughs> Gomez Adams. Because he had the, like, the mustache, the Gomez uh, mustache. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, the hair, too, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You got anything else? Uh, no, no. My gosh, I was spent after this. I, I couldn't okay. believe what I had just seen. <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't know if 1990s me would have found this any more entertaining. Except Probably for Madonna's. Would have. Well, except for Madonna's tits, but that's yeah. fine. I mean, you know. <laughs> then I would have went to work the next day going, what the hell are we doing, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so just a few things on this movie. This movie holds the record for a comic book movie with the most Oscar wins with three. Really? Followed closely by Dark Knight with two. Wow. Which so, ones did it win? Uh, mostly um, set design. Okay. Probably costuming. Te- technical awards. All the technical awards. Yeah. That, no, that makes sense. Uh, Al Pacino has stated that Madonna flashed him during rehearsals for this movie, opening her coat to reveal that she was naked underneath. Like I said, Madonna has no problem being naked. Nope, I guess not. Nope, not at all. Uh, right before the five villains of the poker game are killed, uh, the brow gets two pair aces and eights. This is widely known as the dead man's hand, since famous Sheriff Wild Bill Hickok of Deadwood, South Dakota, was holding it when he was shot to death in 1876. Ooh. So, a little poker trivia there. I like that. Yeah. Uh, producers lobbied for... Uh, <laughs> Former President Ronald Reagan to play Pruneface. Oh, the Warren Beatty turned it down. Oh my God! <laughs> way, way to insult your president. You know? <laughs> Former president at that point, but uh, I see uh, Dick Tracy gonna yeah. uh, gonna get you. Well, uh, I guess uh, Dick's gotta go. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mr. Tracy, tear down that precinct. (laughs) (laughs) That was almost uh, fucking Trump-esque. Very good. Uh, At at one point, John Landis was set to direct. He hired Jim Cash and Jack Epps Jr. to write the screenplay with Clint Eastwood in the title role. Uh, His orders orders to the writers were to do the screenplay for the film centered around Big Boy Caprice as the main villain. Um but Landis, uh, after an onset accident on the Twilight Zone, the movie hmm. uh, left the project. Okay. Well, I mean, that vision mostly stated is Big Boy Caprice consolidating the mob, right? Like yeah. that's That that uh, absolutely makes sense. Tell you what, Clint Eastwood in that role, I would have believed those punches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the 1990s Clint Eastwood, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Calling Dick Tracy, Duncan. Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Call me Dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the animated short uh, Roller Coaster Rabbit was released theatrically with this movie, starring, of course, Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit. Yep. Uh, just came out a couple of years before then. Almost cast for you. Ooh. Almost aside cast, from Clint Eastwood. Uh, aside from Clint Eastwood. The Kid, almost played by Macaulay Culkin. Oh, that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go to the orphanage. Ah! <laughs> uh, no, different movie. Every time that they, he has to go out, he doesn't have Tess to look after him, so the kid's just home alone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and tell you what, he would have taken care of those uh, those guys that ambushed him. He would have had everything, the paint cans swing <laughs> the paint in. Cans and everything, yeah. Marbles on the doorstep. and uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Lips almost played by Gene Hackman. 
Oh, okay. But they got Paul Sorvino instead. Eh, yep. That's fine. Uh, in the role of uh, Breathless Mahoney, Samantha Fox. Kim, Ooh. Kim Basinger. Of yes. Course, big okay. at that time. Another one big at that time, Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, yeah. All good choices. And, Except that, that, and a again, young up-and-coming Sharon Stone. Again, all great choices for your femme fatale. That's not arguing that, but I think what it came down to probably was the amount of musical numbers. I think it really came down to the fact that Warren Beatty was dating Madonna at the time. No, no, I'm just saying though. But and and it could be, and uh, you know what? Hey, I wasn't there. Maybe they added more numbers because they got Madonna. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they might if they had Pfeiffer or any of the others, it might have been more just her talking, and then one. Musical number where they, you know, either she sings or they get her voice dubbed over. But yeah, interesting. Uh, in the role of Dick Tracy, almost uh, Robert De Niro or oh. Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Jack Which, Nicholson is Dick Tracy. Yeah. Wait, wait, De, De Niro. De, De Niro or Nicholson? De, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, he could have been prune face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without any makeup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just, uh, (laughs) that's funny. Oh, my God. And according to his autobiography, comedian Gilbert Gottfried was nearly cast in the role of Mumbles based on his distinctive voice. Oh, Uh, no, that doesn't work. (laughs) He was perplexed that he and Dustin Hoffman would even be considered for the same role, joking that, quote, the only way our names would appear together in the same Hollywood conversation would be the sentence, I've seen Gilbert Gottfried's acting, and he's no Dustin Hoffman. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah, no <laughs> Sorry. Thing. I keep going back to De Niro. You shooting at me? Huh? You shooting at me? You shooting at me? Huh? I don't see anybody else here. I don't see nobody else shooting. You shooting at me? <laughs> Imagine Jack Nicholson. No. Hey, prune face. Come to take it down. Hey. <laughs> Where do I get these wonderful toys? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as always on this show, we try to find this, uh, the real story behind the story, Mark. Sorry, real quick. There was no other alternate casting for Tess, Trueheart? Not that I could find. Because uh, to be very honest, any of those other castings for Breathless. Yeah, could have worked. Yeah, I wasn't crazy about this Tess Trueheart. Well, I think a young Michelle Pfeiffer could have done well, wicked in that. You know what I mean? True, but she was probably just just probably well, she was probably doing Batman Returns at the time. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so I've I've a couple of well, I have four of them here. Uh, one of them was already alluded to, or is it a secret superhero movie? He he punches people; they fly across the room. He. Uh, you know, he he punches an entire row of dudes without breaking a sweat. Like just yeah, bang, 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 bang down the row. Like that's like a Herculean feat. Yep. And he gets uh, he gets whacked with a chunk of lumber. Doesn't phase him. No, no, not at all. I think this is a secret superhero movie. I think Dick Tracy's hiding some abilities there that he's not oh, talking about. Definitely, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Or is it an, an an ad for home insurance? Okay. Because uh, homes are getting blown up and shot up all over the place here. <laughs> Okay. Um, oh, uh, or is it Warren Beatty calls in every favor he had in Hollywood? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. Kind of like what we talked about. I mean, who in the 90s was really clamoring for this? I- I'm guessing some of the more senior cast, yes, would have remembered it, but come on. Like, that's. Yeah, Pacino's like, oh, I wish they would have done a Dick Tracy movie. <laughs> yeah. My God, Warren, get on it! <laughs> that's a good. That's a good Al Pacino right there. Thank you. 
Finally. Finally, I've been working on his voice for years. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what? I got it from this movie, though. I gotta say, if That's you want to do an Al Pacino, watch this movie. Yeah. Holy shit! This is better than The Devil's Advocate. Oh yeah, yeah. If because you want to not... do Al Pacino, watch Dick Tracy. Yeah, because you'll hit those high notes every time because he's always yelling, pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Even when he's trying to whisper, he's kind of doing a muted yell. Especially when he's trying to teach Madonna how to do the number, and he's like doing the number. Oh line. my god, oh my that god, was, was hilarious! That was hilarious. He's oh, and bigger, bigger. Shout out to the room, down to the back of the room. Actually, yeah, we've said this before. Playing to the back of the theater. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, my last one, or is it a cautionary tale about dipping your pen in the company ink? Ink, excuse me. Or in this case, don't stick your dick in your work, Tracy. <laughs> Very good, very good. I have five. <laughs> I thought I was I had a lot with four, but please this, go uh, ahead. This uh, probably sets a record for me. Uh, or is it proof that Warren Beatty has the same fucked up looking dreams as Tim Burton and Joel Schumacher? <laughs> you don't doubt that. It, or is it the Lego movie version for Crayola? <laughs> the Crayola movie? Let that one linger for a sec because that was funny <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> Should have saved that one. Um, everything is orange. All right. <laughs> everything is orange. <laughs> Good luck trying to rhyme with orange. Everything is orange. <laughs> and some stuff is blue. All right. <laughs> uh, or is it the story of violent criminals having a stranglehold on businesses everywhere, keeping the common folk oppressed? Good thing that was only a thing in the 1930s, eh? <laughs> and this is where I start to get a little obscure. Uh, or is it the origin story of the man in the yellow hat before finding a curious monkey named George? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or is it the story of Mike the Diner Cook, who secretly lusts after Dick Tracy's main squeeze? Oh, yeah. We didn't yeah, talk about just, this. He's he's giving lustful gaze at Tess there all the way throughout he, this movie. And he's seeing Beatty day in and day out just treating this girl like shit. You know, he's running out all the time. I got to go. I got Stiffs her with the check. Oh, no. He always paid. He always, always paid? Oh, he, he always paid. He dropped money on the table because the kid picked oh. it up, remember? Oh, and, you, and we didn't talk about his lovely proposal. His non-proposal, yeah. Fucking throws the ring at her, <laughs> like I'm, I'm fucking Warren Beatty. This is a done deal. Throw, you know? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So uh, that'll about do it for uh, Dick Tracy. Wow, this was a good one. <clears throat> this one, by the way, this was my uh, my choice, uh, kind of in honor of all the superhero movies we've had this year. Yeah. I thought I would go to another superhero movie I hadn't seen yet. And I'm I'm still right. This is a damn well superhero movie. <laughs> yeah, I think he so. may be bulletproof. That's the other thing I forgot to mention. He might be bulletproof. It might not be that the mobsters are bad maybe. shots. He just might be bulletproof. Yeah, maybe. We don't know. Yep. Maybe it's something to do with a magical code or something. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Anyway, that's about to do it for us. I'm Sean Taylor. And I mean Mark. Join us next time. We'll take a look at the story of the fast food chains competing for cut potato superiority in Lord of the Fries. Don't put no lost and found. It's called.